I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. You should celebrate yourself every day, but some days you should celebrate with jewelry. Whether you want to commemorate an unforgettable moment or just bring some added sparkle to your collection, Blue Nile can offer you expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com today and experience the ease and convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com. BlueNile.com. Here at Guitarnerds, we're big fans of Isotope Software and their impressive range of plugins. And you, dear listener, get 10% off all Isotope plugins at isotope.com with discount code NERDS10. Every Guitar Nerds podcast for well over five of its ten years has been edited, polished, and repaired using Isotope's wonderful range of tools. From their neck to sweet to EQ, compress and lightly add reverb to give the impression that Matt and I are in the same room, to the RX repair suite to deal with pops, clicks, and background noise. In fact, every sound sample that you hear on our podcast is mastered using Isotope's Ozone Mastering Suite, and I can even compare audio, EQ, and levels to other similar released material using Isotope's Tonal Recall. It's all very good, and believe it or not, there are a bunch of free plugins that you can try. A vinyl simulator for added character, the Ozone Imager for help visualising your stereo mix, and a vocal doubler for added richness and depth to your vocals. Pretty neat. Check it all out at isotope.com. So, uh, so Joe, do you hear the, uh, you hear about the score between the uh, ocean and the beach in the game that they were playing this weekend? Oh, I, I didn't know. Yeah, it was it was tied. <laughs> <laughs> Hello and welcome to the Guitar Nerds Podcast. I am your host, Joe Branton, joined this week by Philip Carter. Philip, hello. Konnichiwa. How are you? Exactly. Yes, I'm good. I'm good. Welcome back. Thank you for joining us again on another another cross-podcast episode coming over from 40 Watt Podcast to our humble podcast. Look, any 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 podcast that I can inject my tomfoolery into is a is a good day to me, so... <laughs> well, yeah, thank you. And and an excellent dad joke. Dear listeners, I hope you're still enjoying the dad jokes. We're going to be continuing doing them every week. That was good. The Tide <laughs> one was good. It was uh I I I had a similar one. If if you you had one that obviously we we did your one at the start. If you hadn't done yours, I was going to go for um the past, the present and the future walked into a bar. It was tense. <laughs> That, yeah, I love it. I love yeah. I love bar jokes too. They're, they're, <laughs> the walking into a bar jokes are great. They're always oh, yeah. good. They're they are they are excellent. Yes, I'm a I'm a big fan. Um, oh, did did you hear about the the surgeon who uh, was performing quick surgeries on insects? No, he did it on the fly. Oh God. <laughs> 
I've got I've got like a whole document, dear listener. We've got one for every single week. That, although I have to add, I have to add another one now because I just jumped ahead of myself. Yeah, you just back. you just took one for next week. So <laughs> I can't, I can't help it, dear listener. If you have dad jokes, I'm now in need of one. Uh, I, I so. even saved you one, and then you burned two more. <laughs> <laughs> oh dear i know i know oh well oh and 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 fingers crossed this week i'm actually recording through my microphone and not through my laptop i have never been more mortified than i was when i came to check the audio i am so sorry dear listener i was genuinely distraught i was extraordinarily upset with myself i've been doing this for 10 years and you know what like dear listener like a a little thing but it's not sort of behind the wall but obviously when i talk about companies if if i've really liked something I, i send them an email being like hey we spoke about you on this episode just if i don't know them just to you know build up a relationship or if i know them just say hey mate how's it going we talked about this i i didn't do it last week i was just too embarrassed i was like, i'm not oh, going to no. send people like a phone recording of of, <laughs> uh, of me talking this it sounds awful so it was uh i was i was embarrassed but it, it happens, Joe. It happens to the best of us. It happens to the worst of us. I, I happen to be in that latter category. There's, I have several episodes, especially if people go really far back in my catalog where I still had guests calling in, literally ah, calling yes. in, and the audio is, I, I did what I could. We've uh, we, we've had episodes in the past when I used a previous uh, platform to to this one. It was so good at stitching audio together real time. Oh, really? Um, and we had um, we had Ken Hass on. This happened with a few people actually, mm. but uh, it, we had Ken Hass on an episode, and I just I didn't notice because it was stitching the audio so well, but. He- headphones he was just listening to us through his laptop yes so when i came to edit his audio i had everyone else's talking being pumped out of the speakers from his laptop and immediately heard by his mic so there was this constant echo but of course our because he was further away than where the audio was coming up from us. Our audio was even louder than his. So there was, I couldn't put a gate on it or anything. Oh, it would, no. It would remove him, not us. So the only way of doing it for an hour and a half's worth of podcasts was to go through the entire thing real time and cut the mic every time he's not talking, which was um, So um, I, let me tell you about it, one of my experiences. So I use Riverside as my podcasting platform. Yeah. And Joe, you've you've tried it. And and mm. one of the things about Riverside, I swapped over from, I think I was trying to use StreamYard or something like that before. I swapped over to Riverside and I had all kinds of problems. Right. And one of the big ones, and it especially happened, I don't know why, I don't know the technology. It happened to people who used Apple AirPods. Uh-huh. Um, and it, for some reason, to save, I don't know, to save energy or something, it didn't transmit when they weren't using, like, talking. So, it, like, had, like, an auto shutoff. So, the the file length for my guest was, like, 30 seconds shorter than my audio file length. And so, oh, it wasn't just a matter of no. stretching the audio. It was a matter of, I had to go in, find where it fell off splice it move it find where it fell off splice it one episode i had i think i had to splice at i don't know 60 or 70 different points 
because oh, over the course is- of an hour, oh, it was horrible. It was horrible. <laughs> so luckily, that it does not do that anymore. They have fixed that. They've upgraded the audio. They've got like, they've got, they fixed like some of the video sync issues I was having. Like everything's fixed. I have no issues anymore with Riverside, thankfully, because um, I needed a solution that worked that I could afford. And, Quite uh, a few people are speaking highly of Riverside now. When when I tried it, dear listener, you might remember it was the first two or three episodes of the last season, and I didn't like it at all because the syncing was bad in comparison to what I'd used before. Um, syncing so, is yeah. much much better now. Yeah, uh, it's yeah. very rare, but occasionally I will have an episode where I have audio that is is different lengths, like mine's a different length than my guest, but it's usually right. by less than a second, and I can uh-huh. stretch the audio to, and it fits. It's perfect. I see. No, well, that's yeah. that's good. Oh, but my only my only thing about the you know the the last week's Guitar Nerds episode and how how I messed it up is I can hear right now that you're using a microphone. Your audio quality is good in my ears. Yes. Why Matt Knight couldn't <laughs> hear? But it clearly wasn't a microphone. The, Obviously, would, it was Matt slacking on his job. I can't believe he didn't warn me. But, but fine. It's okay. It's okay, okay, good. Because I was wondering if Matt just couldn't hear it for some reason whatsoever. <laughs> it sounds like you were speaking into the proper microphone today. Yeah. Right. Uh, so well, anyway, you're, you're good, Joe. That's why he's not here this week. I sacked him. <laughs> um, <laughs> so now, no you know, permanent guitar nerd here, Philip. But uh, no, I'm kidding. <laughs> anyway, no, nobody we, uh, wants that. <laughs> oh, don't be ridiculous. You're, you're the best addition uh, I, I could possibly hope for. Um, but we should talk about some some guitar like things. We've got there's a there's a bunch of stuff. There's some there's some interesting news that's come out. We've been trying a bunch of new stuff. You've got another amp. I'm looking for something. We've got some cool things to talk about. Uh, we're gonna, uh, as usual, dear listener, when we finish this episode, we're gonna go over to uh, the Patreon episode where uh, we take a question uh, of the week. Mm-hmm. That was the question duck, everyone. Yes, you know him, you love him. But so this week, uh, we're going to do a couple of questions, actually, maybe two or three. We'll see how they go. Two from Robin Smith, friend of the podcast, Robin Smith. He's been asking questions on the Guitar Nerds group on Facebook. Dear listener, you can check it out if you go onto Facebook. Robin says, I think I want a Crowther hotcakes. They seem to be hard to find, though. So what sounds like it? Um, and he's also asked, so I've decided to get a Vox AC15. I've needed one for years. Let's be honest. Um, or is there some other 15 water ish valve amp I should consider? Up to around a thousand quid uh, for good cleans to mid gain sounds. What are you playing? So he's got that. And Paul Reeves has uh, has said, uh, we all talk a lot about Tele Strats and Les Balls, but what are some of the weirder, newer guitar companies out there making interesting new shapes? I kind of like that question because it's going to throw uh, certainly me and probably you a, a little bit flip out of our comfort zone to, yeah, to actually think about, think about other brands, which is something I should branch into a little bit. I've got, I've, I'm, I'm very traditional. I'm getting more and more traditional as time goes on. So same, same. It's, <laughs> and it's hard to break out, especially, you know, it's hard to break out when you're, you're spending your own money too. It's like, you know what you like. It's expensive to start experimenting. Exactly. Exactly. The, the, I mean, the, the cool thing is that the time that I like seeing 
weird modern guitars is when i go to guitar shows and stuff like that because mm-hmm. they are fun to look at the people like there are so many little luthiers who are like one shop metal people who have yes uh who have made like something fan fretted or ergonomic or something with the most ridiculously overwhelmed pickups you can possibly imagine extended range I love all that stuff to go and yeah. try it out, to talk to those people. It's so fun and cool and interesting. And it's never going to be something I'm going to purchase, but it's nice to get to try the stuff and, and see just because they tend to be so well built. Like when, when someone's not trying to just replicate something that was made 70 years ago, they're trying to aiming for new things. You could just get some, some wonderful bits. New materials as well, you know. They were always experimenting with, uh, with you know, resin and, uh, and and aluminium and things like that. Yep. Oh, I've got – I. so I had a couple of brands that jumped in my mind, and we'll, I, we're going to talk about this later. I'm not going to say my answers now, but I had one in particular that I was really like, I, I love this one, but it is expensive to experiment. That, yes. That's all I'm saying. It's, yeah, ex- yeah, it's expensive it. to experiment. That is a very good point. They 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 always are extraordinarily pricey, but yeah. uh, but you know everything is it's, everything's getting more expensive at the moment. Speaking of expensive, Philip, you've uh, you've uh, got a new amplifier on the way. Yeah, I did something dumb. I did something <laughs> real dumb. I, and we've we've spoken about this on the on like a you know a couple of weeks ago when you were on Philip, or maybe it was on Forty Watt Podcast. I can't remember where we spoke about it, but yeah. you really are an amp guide. Like what you do is buy yes. amps all the time. I, I am an I am I'm a big believer in the amplifier. I I think that is the I think even once someone so I think it was on the Guitar Nerds because somebody commented in the Guitar Nerds Facebook group. Yes, uh, I remember. Which which lately I got my top fan badge, so I'm just saying respect. <laughs> um, but uh, <laughs> they uh, I I like to get an amp that gets me the sound I want, and yes, that is an expensive way to do it. Um, but I have been looking at getting something more aggressive as far as amp wise goes because most of the amps i have i know all of the amps i have are very traditional styled amps like i i have the two rock which is easily the most expensive amp i've ever bought i've ever owned even at the hyper discounted price i got it for um i'm pretty sure i can double my money selling this amp right now to (laughs) give you an idea of how low a price i paid for it but it's just very much a hyper clean basement twin re- meets twin reverb kind of thing. Um, I've got, you know, an AC 30 style circuit. I've in, in the divided by 13, I've got a Marshall, I've got a small fender combo style. I've got my super reverb and I've got a tweed style circuit. So I've got very vintage single channel clean stuff. Right. I didn't have anything aggressive or modern ish. So I, um, Poked around, I, I tried to make some decisions, and I wanted to get something with some gain. And so at first I started looking at something like uh, 6505s or 5150s, something in the, the PV territory, because I'm in Mississippi and PV makes sense, right? Right. So uh, let me... Uh... Jewelry isn't a gift you give just once. It's a way to remind your loved one of a beautiful moment every time they see it. Blue Nile can help you find the gift that says how you feel and says it beautifully with expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com and experience the convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com to find the perfect jewelry gift for any occasion. BlueNile.com. 
Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey, Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombas, we've always said our socks, underwear, and T-shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft. Or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombas. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself and for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombus. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombus.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. I had something dinging in my ear, so I'm gonna close that. Um <laughs> so I looked at something like that, and and I could get something like a sixty five oh five mini head for a pretty good price, pretty low, pretty low price, great performance. But I also I'm really bad at buying something that only does like one trick pony type thing, right? Uh-huh. Especially if it's a gain thing. Like I need I need a clean channel just in case. So I started looking at the Mesa Mark V series because it came highly recommended. And um, I found a, a deal on a Mesa Mark V 35-watt, the head 35-watt. Wonderful. Yeah, I did that thing we all do. I watched a million YouTube videos. And there, there are no good videos that compare the 90-watt to the 35-watt to the 25-watt one. There's, there's right. no good video that does all three. So I had to like watch a video where it compared the 90 and the 25, and then a video where it compared the 25 and the 35, and then a video where it compared the 35 and the, the PV65. There's a lot of fives here. Um, and so I, I finally settled on one because I found a good deal. I, I made an offer on Reverb that he couldn't refuse. And uh, – and, uh, yeah, so I've got it ahead of my way. We'll see how it sounds when it gets here. I'm excited. I'm excited. They are they they make they they're great amplifiers. The the five series like uh, it was it was something that I was never into when I was at GAC, but Matt absolutely loved that series. So yeah, I'll be. I've, I've heard nothing but amazing. It's not my first Mesa boogie. I've had a bunch of Mesa boogies over the years, but um, it's definitely the most modern Mesa boogie I've ever gone for. Right. And and I was actually telling someone today. Um, that I have, I've done that thing where you live long enough to see yourself become the villain. I have a Mesa boogie and a PRS. So. <laughs> Welcome to early 2000s new metal. I know. <laughs> that's, that's, I even sent a couple of messages out to buddies. I was like, all right, what new metal song do I learn first? <laughs> well, we, you, we, we were talking in, in messages and you were saying about, uh, about getting this messer and, and I was thinking, you know, for, for all the, for, I don't give them flack, but I just never think of Messer. Right. Um, but I did really love the Fillmore when it when it came out. I, I had one put in the. I, I was still at GAC at the time, filming all their videos, and I had one put in our demo room so it could just be used for all like the pedal videos and stuff because it it sounded so good. I loved it. You know, it was a Fender, not made by Fender, but it was right. so incredibly well built. It was just all those gorgeous sort of six L six, you know, clean chimey tones that you want i loved it but it kind of you know you going for that me thinking about that i was thinking maybe i've missed a trick with Messer. so i started having a little shop around on the internet to see like how can, are Messer's always expensive is there 
are there options out there for 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 people who just want to dip their toes into the into the mesa boogie thing and and I don't know much about them, so maybe you can help me out, Philip. Maybe sure. you know. So I've found the uh, the Subway Rocket combos. Do you uh-huh. know much I about had those? one. I had you one of those one. years wow. ago. Um, uh, again, I've gone through a lot of amps over the years. Right. Uh, Subway Rocket is a great, great little amp. Um, it, it depends on what version of Mesa you want. It's like, you know, if you want to, to me and, 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 oh, the, the Mesa like hardcores are going to come after me, but, um, because I know the tones are different. I know things change, but it's like, to me, the Mesa subway rocket series sort of harkens back to how they started. So Mesa started as a company that hot rotted Princeton's that's what they did. The original, that. The original Mark Ones were hot rotted Princetons. He would take them, mod them, put twelve inch speakers in them. He'd use create a second channel out of. I think he converted the reverb circuit or the tremolo. Right. Anyway, he added an extra gain stage to create essentially a second channel, and that's what everybody lost their minds over when Mesa started. And so that's the Mark One, and so that's why they're super expensive. You can't. They're you know if you can find one. You know, go ahead and pay that ten grand or whatever it's going for now. <laughs> yeah. Um, but then they then they branched out and they've, they've got a Mesa has so many series over the years. So you have to decide: Do I want like the hot rotted Fender thing that's just a little pushed, a little different, or do I want like their higher gain thing? Because I feel like those are two totally different channels of Mesa. They have their vintage but modded tone and then they've got their you know gain tone right and so i think those those subway rockets are very much in that more vintage sounding more hot rotted fender um they'll get more gain but they're not going to get you into like the mark ter- like the mark 5 territory or into the dual wreck or the triple wreck the triple wrecks are the ones i hate the most i'm just going to go ahead and put that out there i, I yeah. no, no no for those that play that music they're amazing i, I just don't prefer it i don't right. like it I just don't want uh, sort of you know like that weird cast iron front plate. That's that's not- <laughs> oh the diamond blade. Yes, <laughs> I don't understand it. <laughs> that that was the whole aesthetic, man. That was that was it because uh, PV did it too. PV, yeah, the whole oh industrial. Gosh, the worst PVs are the ones with the mud flap girls on the on the grill. They're oh, so bad. It's so sexist. It's so bad. I can't stand it. But. Um, uh, I think that was actually the triple X series too. So we won't even talk about those. They're, they're a thing that shouldn't be mentioned, but um, as far as sound, the, the Mesa does this thing. I have owned a couple of dual wrecks. I've had the recto verb a couple of times. Right. Um, and if you're just looking for an amp head, actually, if you're looking for a combo, just understand Mesas are heavy. They're, they're like, there's no such thing as a light Mesa. I see. Well, that's good. That's kind of good. I don't care about that sort of thing. Okay. That's I good. mean, the Subway Rocket that I've come across, they 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 do a combo, but it's a ten inch combo. I know yeah. I'm not. I'm not. You know that that that's fine. I'm not too bothered by that. But it's a ten inch combo, four hundred ninety five <coughs> pounds on yeah. eBay. So what's that? Like seven hundred dollars, something like that. Yeah, something like that. There's a very reasonable price for something with you know Mesa Boogie on the you know written on the front of it, two channel. 20 watts this this all sounds you know like a like the sort of thing i'd be into and it's such an affordable price it's it's kind of worth taking a punt 
I, I absolutely think so. And that's how I got into the smaller combos is I'd find them in a pawn shop or I'd find them in, uh, you know, some, some secondhand store going for way cheaper than they should. That's why I also recommend, still recommend the, um, the recto verb combo. If people can find them, it's a dual rec with reverb, two channels, multi modes on each channel. And I still, still see the combos going for seven to $900. It's wow. a one by 12, two channel, really thick sounding distortion, but one of the best Mesa cleans I've ever heard. Wow, that's, that is very reasonable. Considering I just, I, I know it's not the, they're not the one, they're not the thing people are looking for, but as a brand, this, this is a, they are a high quality, well built brand. You expect their price tags to be higher than that, especially for what they go for new. Right. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yes, they are. They yeah. are expensive. I, 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 it's one of those things where I, I only have joking issues with Mesa Boogie. I think they make great amps. I've had, they, they made an Electrodyne for a little while there, which was, it was to me one of the more classic ant looking amps they ever made. It was in like blonde Tolex, had the wheat grill cloth, and it had like six knobs on the front. So it spoke to me like really, really <laughs> deeply. <laughs> you know, not a lot of knobs. Um, but it, the, the downfall of that amp really it was a two channel amp. The downfall of that amp for me was that it shared EQ between the two channels. Ah, ah. yeah. It, anytime a two-channel amp shares EQ, I feel like one of one or both of the channels gets compromised. Of course, absolutely. Yeah. So I mean, it's just a it's just a boost channel at that point. It, exactly. Exactly right. Hmm. That's yeah. So, well, it's worth a look. I I highly recommend uh, those those little at one ten. You're looking at real good. It looks very much like just a hot rotted Princeton. Yeah, is what it exactly. feels like. Exactly. For less money than a Princeton. <laughs> That's another great point. For less <laughs> yeah. money than a Princeton. Exactly. Exactly. Didn't, uh, did Fender, I mean, speaking of which, this is branching slightly over into the news, dear listener, because Fender did, uh, Fender have made some announcements which we were going to talk about. But um, the Princeton Reverb has joined the Tone Masters now as a yeah. as a as a digital version so i guess we'll see whether whether it suffers the same thing not suffers whether it gets the same feedback that we've had with the twin in that i think people the kind of thing about the 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 tone master twin is if it hadn't been called the twin everyone would be saying what a great amp it is but yes. because you have to compare it to the twin people have issue with it i actually went to a gig uh the other night i went to see um alma um with a a, a pete lambrew is is alma he plays everything he has i've posted pictures of his pedal boards before on the group he has an unbelievably huge uh selection of pedals and he's running through he, he uses a tone master twin and it sounds fantastic and even the people i with i was with commented on the fact that his amp sounds fantastic whatever it is you know they none of them were either experts on amps or close enough to see that it was a uh that it was a tone master if they were but everyone thought it sounded great and it was a very good sound but yeah sure it it certainly wasn't the sound of a twin do you do you remember the conversation we had during gear of the year we were talking about our the one qualm we had with the saint james was that it advertised its weight as like its selling point yes and I feel like the Tone Masters have gone really deep into that territory where, like, the only thing they advertise is the weight. Like, yeah. that's it. 
And if that's your only, I, okay, I, I got on, uh, I, I don't know if it's out today or it's coming out, uh, listeners, by the time this episode comes out, it will be out. Um, I don't know if it made the cut. So I was uh, a guest on the Guitar Dads podcast, um, this week and it was their hundredth episode. So we, you know, we, we drank adult beverages and commented <laughs> about gear and they caught me at the right time. And I had an opinion on the Princeton reverb, the, the tone master. Why does it exist? I don't, I don't understand. You have a deluxe tone master. Uh Now I understand why the tube version exists. There are differences in the tube version and the, um, the, there's a difference in the Princeton and the deluxe beyond the 12 inch speaker. There's a wattage difference. There's a tremolo circuit different. The tremolo in a deluxe reverb is a uh, optical tremolo. The tremolo in a Princeton is a bias tremolo. They're a different sound. So I I get why there would be a difference there. You don't have to do that in a solid state modeling amp. You already have a a light 12-inch version. Add a firmware update that gives you bias tremolo. And look, you've got a Princeton. Because you can already drop the wattage, so or drop the wattage, air quotes. But um, I and someone, someone in the comments of while we were recording said it's for people who can't come up with the extra fifty dollars for the deluxe. Right, it's not about the price difference because <laughs> it's it's seven nine nine pounds is what the the Tone Master Princeton Reverb is being advertised at. I mean, that's uh-huh. direct from Fender, so I assume it will be cheap cheaper elsewhere. But sure. that that seems like a very reasonable price. Is that that's what the normal Princetons go for? Is it? I don't know. I oh, be more. N- oh no, the regular um, Princeton Reverb. I was talking about. It's a fifty dollar difference between the Tone Master Princeton and the Tone Master Deluxe. Ooh. If if you want a sixty five reissue black panel Princeton Reverb, it's fourteen hundred dollars. Oh well, then that I mean eight hundred pounds. This is the first time essentially a, a, a guess a Tone Master has been priced effectively because I did. I remember when when Pete from Alma bought the I, I, I facilitated the purchase for him through Jay Cross at, at Fender for his uh, uh, for his twin. But I remember being like, oh, even with the discount that Jay got him, I was like, that is a lot of money for a digital amplifier. Yeah. Um, but well, you know, you know a deluxe a deluxe reverb is up to sixteen hundred dollars, right? For and and the Tone Master versions nine fifty. I see. It's a it's a significant drop. So I can I I I still think they're a little high, but that's just me. Hmm. Um, I know that's unpopular opinion, um, and there are people who want to tar and feather me for saying bad things about Fender. But <laughs> I'm, I'm I'm only saying bad things about Fender because I genuinely want Fender to do better. Yeah, I, I agree. They, you know, I I, I I said it. I think the last time we podcast, I've been coming to terms with the fact that for all for everything that I love everywhere else in the guitar world, the fact is, I think Fender do make the stuff that that speaks to me the most. I love mm-hmm. Fender as a company. Everything that, you know, they've so many countless things that I think are absolutely the thing if I had to choose one thing. And I just want them to do better. That's um, it. I just want them to do better. Yes, yes, exactly. But, well, I mean, you know, Lenny Kravitz is apparently using the uh, the Tone Master series. So there you For go. now. For now. <laughs> I, I, I have such a... I have such a weird relationship with the idea of artist endorsements for things. It's... Uh-huh. And, and and it's like yeah they're using it for now it's you know 
I, I don't I don't know. I won't go down that rabbit hole. Yeah, yeah. Well, it's, I mean, it's a whole thing. The, the, yeah, I think uh, yes, I do get that. It, it depends on the thing. It depends on the product yeah. and and how it's being used. But I, the the weird one I find is Billy Sheehan use. I can't remember if I if we spoke about this again. I keep saying that, don't I, at the moment? But um, mm-hmm. it's because we did four hours of podcasting a couple <laughs> of weeks ago. We covered just about everything. But you did. Billy Sheehan being a, a Hartkey endorsee and uh-huh. using and using Helix. It's like, well, he's using the well, power ramps of those heart keys, I guess. Did, but yeah, did you see the new rig he posted on Instagram like yesterday? Uh, it was another new yesterday? rig. He he he's uh, been he moved to 15s. He's been using the high drive 15s, which are the aluminium cone heart yeah. keys. So he posted about that again. They've got basically the whole rig set up. It's not the whole thing, but it's it's a lot of speakers. And he was like, "I love I love this comment." He said, "A little less weight for the crew to carry." <laughs> he, <laughs> appreciate you thinking about the crew there, Billy. <laughs> yeah, that is good. That is good. He's moved to their class D heads now. Um, yeah, which I think they just make one. So, we, but it doesn't really matter now. He only needs them for volume because, of course, he's got the Helix, which has the Pilly, the Billy Sheehan Pierce preamp um modeled on there. yes it does so, yeah so uh so and he's got both channels so he can do that whole jump channel thing that he does for his distorted sound well, so he, he's it doesn't really matter what he uses but i do miss the time i mean I, i'm speaking about it every week on the podcast at the moment but the heart key ha 35 or 5500 is the best bass head of all time and the ak series cabinets which were narrow um, like slim cabinets, like old base cabinets used to be. They were cotton wool lined, which all base cabinets should be. Um, uh-huh. That's that's what Billy Sheen used to play. I know he played Ampeg before that, dear listener. But it, it, I, when he started playing that rig, he had a mix of the HA5500 and the L... I want to say LS series, maybe LA series. I can't remember, but they were, it was like another, it was a valve preamp, solid state power stage, 1,000 watt head that they made that just had volume and then a three bands of EQ and a little bright button on it. The best part of that amplifier was that the valve preamp was a visible, was an almost visible valve that they just put a bit of foam over on the front, but you could take, peel that foam off essentially and see the valve behind it, which seemed like a terrible idea for transportation. <laughs> but it well, was great I, every- sounding. Every time we talk, the last time we talked about this, I looked it up and I was curious. I was like, "Listen, listen to this, Joe. You can you can buy right now in okay. White Plains, New York, which is outside New York City. Uh, you can buy a Hartkey HA thirty five hundred rack unit, right, with a BBE Sonic maximizer right. and a Furman power conditioner in a rack case and a Hartkey High Drive four ten. The whole rig for eight hundred dollars. <laughs> it's not right. It's not right, <laughs> dear listeners. Take advantage of this time because at some point in the future, the world will realize that they are the best bass amplifiers that have ever ever been built, and everyone will buy them again. So, you know, do it now. Do it now, people. You're going to miss your chance. But, yeah, um, absolutely. There's it, it's going to be a different time because uh, we're you're not going to be able to get this gear. There are certain things that are that get fly under the radar. We're we're running out of hidden gems. Not there aren't a lot of those pieces of gear that are amazing that can still be got at great prices that nobody knows about. Yeah, exactly. But the, the as the gear industry grows, 
as the playership grows, also as YouTube podcasting, you know, information grows, the stuff isn't going to be secret so much longer. So if you're looking for a bass rig that'll last you the rest of your life and sound amazing, (laughs) get one of these heart keys. Like I'm, if I were a full-time bassist, I would, I would already have two. Yeah, absolutely. I'd have one and a backup. The the only reason that I don't own and play one of these is because Ashdown would immediately sack me, and uh, <laughs> <laughs> they they paid me money. Uh, no, but good. I. That's a good point. Uh, um, and and you know, to be honest, the Ashdown stuff is such a similar idea. Uh, the idea of a valve preamp with a solid state power section that you get kind of a very similar feel to. Um, so Hartkey has more of that. It's the solid state on a Hartkey is so punchy. It reminds me of like the old acoustic three sixty. Uh, bass amp sound um which is just i don't know this it seems it feels like there's so much low end so much sub and so much top um it's just a just a, a very particular sound i've talked myself into it. i'm gonna buy one anyway i've got i've got to find a deal <laughs> somewhere i have to so, find a deal so while we're talking about amps uh-huh. um yes. you want to talk about this new um new release from tonex Oh yes, yeah. Okay, go on then. Let's uh, let's uh, let's slide straight into that. This is um, this is a, gonna gonna branch into our show and tell, dear listener. But you may have seen if you're on uh, if you're on our Facebook group on the Guitar Nerds group on Facebook, I finally was able to post about IK Multimedia's Amplitude Tone X pedal that they have released it's them doing kemper that's the idea Mm -hmm. i'm gonna be dead honest on this podcast they are they are lovely the ik guys and they sent me this and you we all know that i'm going on a a big traditional thing this year i did plugins last year this year everything has to be valve so (laughs) you know it was fine i was like oh that's cool something else that i'll suffer option paralysis from and that will be that'll be that um, so I, I was kind of lazy with when I actually got round to plugging in and trying it out, and it's really, really good. Uh, I, yeah. I, I said this on the group. I was like, "It is, it is fantastic. It's not just, it's not just a, they, they really have made a Kemper killer. It's, it's like four hundred and fifty quid for this pedal. The software alone is absolutely unbelievable sounding. The way that you can model because you can also get the tonex uh it's like a di thing so that you can model amps yourself and then you just need a, a microphone basically and a and a guitar and you can yeah. make create all your own models is very straightforward and very easy the fact that they're they're making a there's a tone net which is currently in beta at the moment but tone.net uh which you can sign up for uh with um with your ik multimedia account um, that's where people are going to be able to upload their own captures of pedals and amplifiers. So you can have a massive whole bunch of things there. When you, when you purchase the Tonex pedal, it comes with what I think they're calling Tonex Max, something like that. It is something like a thousand amp models. <laughs> you know, <laughs> oh, here we are. It's a thousand tone models 100 amps 50 pedals unlimited tone model creation unlimited user tone model downloads i don't know what that means anyway that software alone i think is 250 quid normally um and you're getting that with the with the pedal which by itself 
should be, you, you know, is a fantastic deal. Anyway, I, I plugged this pedal in. I turned it on. The first amplifier that that um, that it opens up is a dumble, a uh, a capture of a dumble. Um, one of the uh, um, <laughs> that's when I meant to open the, the right document. Is it the ODS? Uh, yes, it is. Yes, it absolutely is. Of course, it is. Yeah. Of course, it's that. I just uh, I forgot the forgot the word. Um, <laughs> it's okay. So overdrive yes. special for those it, that don't know the acronym. Exactly. It's it's an over an overdrive special. Uh, uh, in particular, number double o eight zero. A very specific they, one. Yes, they give they give you all the information on on the on the products on Tonex on the software as well, which is very very cool. Anyway, it sounded absolutely unbelievable straight out of the box. I was like, wow, this this is great. So I started flicking through things. I was like, my goodness, there's loads on here. So the thing is, when companies do Kemper style products, I expect amplifiers that are designed to go through front of house or straight into a DAW. Yeah. to be for modern guitarists, for metal players, for you know modern prog guys, for everyone yep. wanting that high gain, super clean thing, um, and that's fine. Like that's what Helix is full of. You know, you you upload the flipping AC15 patch on a Helix, and the <laughs> default settings are high gain. You know, so super gainy, <laughs> super gainy. Exactly. So it's I expect that these products are designed for these people. So. I'm not going to talk about those things because, dear listener, if that's what you want, you know this product is good and I'm not the right person to talk about how good these the, the high-gain things on there. What I was incredibly impressed with were how good the edge of breakup, those traditional amplifiers were, how unbelievably mm-hmm. good they were. I had, uh, you know, the, the things that I was checking out were like a 59 Baseman, the Dumble Overdrive Special, an Orange OR120, um, a Mesa Boogie Maverick, a 57 Custom Ooh, Deluxe. The Maverick's a, a great amp. Exactly. A Dr. Z Maz 18. There were, there were so many and such great options on there. And I I I really really enjoyed them. I've I've built a little track that we'll we'll play um, for you to listen to, dear listener. But I should talk you through that track and how that track works. When it starts, you're gonna hear um, some drums and a little bit of bass. The bass is the aforementioned acoustic 360 amplifier amplifier proper vintage bass amp i'm playing an old jazz bass with like really old round wounds on there and it's subby and dobby and gorgeous it's running through an svt 810 um the stabbed chords underneath everything throughout will be a fender 59 baseman and then you're going to hear five it's going to swap the lead parts over for five different amps the first amp you'll hear will be the dumble overdrive special uh the second amp will be the orange or 120 the third the boogie maverick the fourth will be the 57 Custom Deluxe, the Fender 57 Custom Deluxe. And the last one will be the Dr. Z Maz 18 before it returns finally um, to the Dumble Overdrive special for the last bit. But I'll play that and then we can kind of talk about the sounds because I thought it was amazing.
So there it was, the Tonex with five or six, you know, different guitar amps and uh, the same bass model running throughout. I can't believe how reactive these were, all of them yeah. on sort of that edge yes. of breakup sound. I can't imagine a situation where that's not everything you need for a recording. And I really never thought anything was ever going to top. It's, I don't want to say it's tops the neural DSP tone king because I'm not running it alongside it, but I don't know. There was so much life to these, uh, to, to, to those presets, those models. And the fact that I've got it in a pedal format um, for 450 squid that I can take anywhere, run into a power amp through a cab, I can run it to the front of house and I can use it straight into a DAW. Dear listener, I am so in. This is my gear of the year so far. Oh, that's strong. Yeah. Uh, well, I, let me tell you what I think about it. Um, and it's not the opinion that listeners probably expect out of me. <laughs> um, so, first of all, I've not played it. I've only heard samples. And I and Joe, uh, just for, you know, so the listeners can know, you shared this clip with me earlier before we started recording so I could listen to it in like a, a good environment and hear it. And I didn't know the amp models chosen. And I wish... I. <laughs> the first one is the best one to me. And I hate right. that it was their Dumble. I hate that it was, <laughs> I hate that it like, I didn't even have the confirmation bias of knowing it was the Dumble to be like, Oh, of course the Dumble's better. Obviously yeah. that's the best sound. No, I, that was the best sounding one to me. And I was like, Oh, now you told me it's a Dumble. And I'm like, this isn't good. Um, but UA universal audio, you're too late. Helix, you're too late. Kemper, you're too late for, version two you're um looking at all these other companies that haven't done the capture in a small format yeah. at an affordable price you're too late someone uh, and then the companies that are really good at more affordable options hot tone you're too late somebody beat you to it this is what everyone should have been working on right after the kemper became a thing and yeah. obviously quad cortex did and got good at it but even the quad cortex is four times the price three yeah, times the price it's, it's a lot of money and i think yeah. uh, when i posted about this uh, on the guitar nets group someone had mentioned someone commented saying uh, this is what they'd hoped kemper were working on when they released the kemper floor yes and that's, that's what exactly we all thought it, it was going to be and we were like oh no it's it's it's, it's uh, right okay it's no, that's just fine. a kemper on the floor and yeah. it's super expensive yeah. So, I, this thing sounds great. I was skeptical. I've I tried a bunch of the IK multimedia stuff at Nam, and of course it's Nam, and I don't get a good vibe for it. It sounded good. Didn't yeah. like. Didn't like really get you know. Didn't fry my chicken, but uh, it uh this one. I don't know. I'm into this. I like this idea. I think it's such a great catch-all solution. You can you know you can get the the marketplace or whatever they're calling it to share all the sounds. I don't have a fault with this. Yeah. I expected yeah, I mean, to I, hate I'm it. I'm impressed that they managed to get tone.net. Uh, the <laughs> <laughs> that wasn't taken? Who who slept on that one? <laughs> yeah, but I, I'm excited to see what happens with that, how how the, uh, you know, how, because I appreciate Kemper have that, Helix has that, everyone yeah. has that, you know, Boss have it for a bunch of their stuff. Everyone has, you know, that shop where you can go and pick presets and captures and things like that that other people have made but 
it's just so high quality. Here's yeah. the thing. IK Multimedia are a company that have made a name for themselves making affordable, accessible stuff. Kemper are a company who have made a name for themselves making very expensive, very, very high quality stuff. So mm-hmm. when IK Multimedia do this, I don't expect it to rival a Kemper. That's not really what it's there for, especially yeah. when they say, oh, it's going to be 450 quid or whatever. Yeah. But I don't expect it at all. I, I expect it to be, oh, it'd be decent. It's going to be good. Yeah. Um, it'll be fine. Somebody, some folks will get a great use out of it until they graduate to a Kemper or a exactly. quad cortex. Exactly. That's what I expected it to be. It's like, oh, here's your stepping stone product. Yeah. It's not. Here's your end product. Yeah. At, for, for in US dollars, I think it's four ninety nine. Right. Five hundred dollars. Yeah. It's it's great. It's really good, dear listener. Check out all the videos and stuff that they're that they're putting out. I'm gonna make some more stuff with this. I know I also have the the poly bebo that I have to make a bunch more stuff with because oh, I yeah. haven't even scratched the surface with that. Yeah, that's a crazy unit too. Yeah, that, that that is a crazy unit. It, it, I can't believe the amount of things it can do from sort of yeah, – yeah, I, I, I may have said this last week, but when I was scrolling through and I was like, oh, here's an Ampeg SVT. But also, <laughs> here's a crazy delay that goes into sort of cascading octaves. You know, it's all, all in the same list. It can be that crazy synth pedal, but it can also just do some, you know, run-of-the-mill models. Oh, man, do do a polybebo into the Tonex? You're done. <laughs> that's it. That's your whole for board. under for under a thousand dollars. Yeah, yeah, that's it. But yeah, I, I, my opinion on the Tonex is I'm gonna work out how I can use it. I mean, I still obviously really want to have an amplifier behind me, so I don't yeah. know. Maybe uh, maybe I couple it with like a power amp or something. I've got like an Ashdown Newt somewhere, which is like a 200 watt Class D power amp pedal, essentially. Um, Run well, something thing, like that into it. The thing about this, the the Tonex, just to, to add an extra point, is it isn't necessarily for the player like me that you know 100% prefers an amp, is going to go through the inconvenience of carrying an amp, which I'm willing to call it an inconvenience at this point. Um, it's an inconvenience I'm willing to bear. But there's a whole generation. Don't get me wrong. I'm not, gonna, I'm not a doomsayer. I'm not saying tube amps are going away. I'm not saying amps are going away because they're absolutely not. You can look at market share on amp sales in the last two years, and you'll know that real amps, while there's not as many being released, real amps aren't going away. They're still selling. Yeah. But what there's there is a class and generation of guitarists who this is going to be their solution. This is going to be what they do. This is how they do it. Uh, I, I I think uh, I think this thing could change the church music scene, right? Um, I because that's a big place for modelers and, and capture devices. Well, that's uh, like yeah. I mean, that's Line Six's bread and butter sort yep. of area, isn't it? The Helix just dom- dominates worship. Absolutely. This will change the, this is going to change a lot of the function bands. This is going to change a lot of the um, uh, musical sound stages. This is going to change a lot of houses of worship. This is going to change cruise ship bands and uh, casino bands and all those folks who have to play in silent stages. Um, This is going to make it accessible for them to get great amp sounds at a much more affordable price because i can tell you how many people i'm still seeing gig they've got the quad cortex and they've got seven pedals still on their board (laughs) or the same thing helix insert whatever you know modeler or capture device you want to put in there so if you're going to still have a pedal board why spend seventeen hundred dollars 
Yeah. Especially when you get quality out of it. Exactly. And and there's a difference between, you know, I I appreciate that modeling things often come from capture like scenarios. Yeah, yeah. But I don't know. There's there's something more organic about something that's literally straight from some capture software. It's it's uh, it's it's I don't know. Dear listener, it just sounds fantastic. I think it's it really good. The the I was alarmed at how reactive and dynamic the plugins were, and how great the plugins, how dynamic the captures were, and how great they sounded. I'm blown away by it. I, I, I'm I'm not afraid to say that. I'm I'm more blown away by it by. And and yes, I think the price of it influences that that perception a little Definitely. bit. Uh, oh, that's a, a really good point. If it was a thousand pounds, I wonder. I'd be like, this is really good, but maybe I need to get a camper to sort of you know a b right. Yeah. If if this price point were even scratching at the surface of the used camper price point, I I might feel less excited because I'd yeah. be like, well, it's still a lot of money. But when you talk under five hundred dollars, I. I don't know how they're making money. <laughs> I don't. I don't know how they're making money. Yeah, yeah, that's it. Well, well, there it is, dear listener. Do do go and check out uh, the the Tonex. It's uh, it it is extremely extremely good. Now, uh, now this week, earlier this week, I uh, I went for my my first proper practice as a guitarist in like a in a in a studio not just uh practicing at, at home oh it's good doing this uh my my new band silas fennec with my partner emma i got to go take a couple of guitars down to a studio um with a couple of amplifiers and my new pedal board i settled on i'm taking the grez mendocino that's the main guitar strung up with 12s and that's in drop d and i am taking uh the a Fender American Professional Jazz Master, which I've got in D oh. standard, and that's strung with thirteens, um, which is it that is actually very good. I'm very much enjoying that. I've I've settled on my pedal board. Here's uh, I posted a picture of it, and I know after everything I've been saying over the last <laughs> couple of weeks about gigging musicians, I've gone for the Chase Bliss Automaton preamp as my drive pedal on there. The reason is I'm sitting down to play at these gigs, dear listener. If it was like, if I was throwing myself around with a drummer behind me and expecting stage diving people, I would not right. be, I would not be making this. I, I, I'm going to be playing cafes. You know, there's, it's, there's, it's, there's not going to be a lot of beer bottle slinging at these gigs. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> That's what I'm thinking. So I've gone for the, the automaton as the drive pedal. Um, slap, Back delay. I've turned to the French company Anna Sounds, friend of the podcast, and one of their Utopia delays. It's just a great. It's a carbon copy, you know that sort of vibe. Yeah. Analog delay. It sounds really good. I really like the modulation on it. It's subtle but really nice. Um, and then I'm going for the Game Changer Plus pedal to provide a little bit of ambiance, so I can just trigger that every now and again. I've got the mix quite low on that, so it's just you know. You, you just pump it a little bit at the start of every progression and you get the key of your part sort of just underneath. And it's, it's, it's nice. It's easy, simple to use, very effective, very lovely. Just a little uh, TC um, pitch. What do they call their tuners? T- 
Oh, a polytune? Uh, polytune. No, there it, we go. One of the, okay. Yeah, that's it. One of the polytune mini noirs. I've gone for that's the tuner. I've gone for the previous uh, Guitar Nets Gear of the Year winner, thanks to Jay Cross, the MXR Isobrick Mini. <laughs> that's that's the power source that I'm using. Um, but only because the milliampage required for the automaton is so epic that I needed something. Yeah. Uh, something that could provide a lot of juice. You got to move those faders, man. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> it's something like six hundred and sixty. I was like, yeah. what? <laughs> like, you know, on a good on a good power supply, you're getting five hundred. You know, sort of per. per oh, thing. that's because everyone needs to swap to the Chalks Eventide power supplies. It, right. It's six sixty on every outlet. Mm-hmm. That is very good. I actually normally do use chocks uh, for for most things. I've just uh, all my chocks power supplies are being used on something. Yeah, they're in uh, use. Yeah, exactly. So I had to make a little board. I use the um, uh, the carbon fiber. Carbon fiber is that what it is? Uh, the, oh yeah, the mono the mono uh, pedal board. Yeah, yeah, which is which is great. I mean, it's just it's just a simple slab, basically, you know. But it's it's, uh, it's a carbon fiber cutting board with handles. Exactly, it's exactly <laughs> what it is. Yeah, but I sort of had it here, and I was like, oh, I'm not using that for anything. And it's a great pedal board, and it comes with yeah. a lovely sort of soft bag. And I figure. I, I figure I'm not going to be, you know, this stuff. I'll be mostly getting trains to shows, so I don't need it all flight cased like I have the polymath gear. So I've made it sort of more travel friendly. Um, but but you know that's the that's the setup. I'm very happy with the pedal board. I'm relying obviously on the amplifier for reverb. That's going to be the sure. the Tweed reissue Blues Junior that I've got. I was very. You were, dis- you were talking. You needed a. You might need a tremolo though. That is the thing. I did feel like I need a tremolo. Obviously, it could be remedied by buying a Vox. I actually, I do have an AC10 that I found in my garage the other day, which I totally forgot that I owned. (laughs) But I don't think the AC10 is quite up to up to gigging. Not you know, not when I need this big, all-encompassing sound. I mean, the Junior is only just going to cut it. Yeah. Well, I am going to solve your problem for you, Joe, because I, I looked at your board. It, it doesn't have a lot of space left. No, but I can no, upsize it. I have every size of... We, we did no. a thing with Pedal Train a couple of years ago, and they sent me every pedal board. Half my what? garage, half my garage is Pedal Train pedal boards. <laughs> <laughs> love it. I love it. I, I'm a big fan of, of the Pedal Train stuff. That Two of my three pedal boards are Pedal Train. Um, right. and I love them, but... Um, the um what you need is because because you just need a little bit of tremolo it's not going to be like a major thing exactly. just buy a cheap mini more trellicopter that is not the answer i wanted to hear <laughs> just buy a cheap more trellicopter you will be fine it'll be okay um <laughs> or take my advice and hunt down a pv delta blues with a 15. Oh, that has tremolo on it. Oh, I didn't it, Yeah, that. it has tremolo and reverb, and it's into a 15. It's 30 watts. Oh, yeah. It has an effects loop. Oh, that is actually something has that I would like. has a second channel. It's got all the things. There's still one for $300 here in Mississippi. And really? I, just, I can't make myself go get it. <laughs> the effects loop is actually quite an, a, a, an attractive thing for the game changer, certainly. Yeah. I'd rather be running the plus pedal through that. Um, I've had some some suggestions. Harmonious Monk. 
Um, who makes that? Is that that is Jam Pedals Jam? makes that's the harmonious? Oh, yeah, is- that's the partnership with that pedal show. Yes, of course it is. It was Brandon Ivy who suggested that. Who I'm pretty sure en- every time anyone suggests, uh, anyone asks for input on a pedal, Brandon suggests a Jam Pedals <laughs> pedal. So, well, yeah. so, so if you're going to do that, um, know that the harmonious. I don't now. I may be wrong. I, I may be wrong. Maybe there's a second mode, but it's a harmonic trim and not a optical bias trim uh, yes i want so, optical bias yes, yes I need you that. want one I of those need, yes exactly that's uh that is the that's the solution that's the thing i need okay now well let's uh, let's have it so the pv i, I look I, I think i just looked up your link before i want the pv delta blues 15 yes there's got to be one in the in the uk God, Fender bass breakers, they always come up as well. And they're, the Harmonious so Monk cheap. does have a switch to go to an amplitude style tremolo. So it, it can do regular trim as well. So right, okay. I wanted to correct that before some people came after me in the Facebook group. Um, <laughs> I see. I see. But there yes. is. Sorry, go on. No, no, I was going to say. So you're looking at PV Delta Blues. I'm looking at PV Delta Blues. Um, what was the 210 like? I'm seeing options for the 210. Oh, the the two ten is fine. Uh, I I actually own. I never. I've played the fifteen, but I never owned it. I owned the two ten, and it sounded great. Okay. Yeah. Okay. The 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 two ten. I found an option for three hundred and fifty pounds for the two ten. Available in like a a gorgeous. Uh, it's like um, like that old Ampeg, uh, sort of grey, uh, twill. Oh yeah. Yeah, so that was their two finishes. They have the 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 black gray uh, twill, and then they have a tweed. So right. you can get them, you can find them in both options. Okay. Um, the one I had was in the black um, or that gray. That does look lovely. The the yeah. the black that looks fantastic. Three hundred and fifty pounds. It's in Monmouth, uh, which I've never heard of. Monmouth. <laughs> Uh, that's how, if if I haven't heard of it, that means north of London. Ah, it is in Wales, which isn't ah. the end of the world for me because I love Wales and I go there whenever I can. So that well, there you go. there's a there's a possibility there. And the other one, three nine five four hundred pounds for the fifteen um, USA made. It's in the Tweed. It's in rugby, which is the hard north. Oh, um, are either is- of them accepting offers? Um, that's a good point. Um, and how long have they been listed? Yeah, this uh, for, yeah, looks like for a fair old while on this, uh, on, on the tweed one. Um, and let's see how far away from me is, is rugby, right? Is, is rugby near rugby's near is, Oh, I said hard North, didn't I dear listener? I apologize to everyone (laughs) who was fully aware that rugby is in the Midlands. Um, it's hard north to me because everything north of London is the north. Um, oh, sure, sure. That that makes sense. That, that's how it works in the south. Anyway, it's not yeah. too far from Birmingham, and I've got to go there next week anyway. There you go. Um, that's on so, your way. Yeah, not not bad. Okay, these uh, these these are very cool. I, I know I, I sort of got into them last week, and then I immediately forgot after we got off the podcast. So I'm lead- yeah. leaving the tabs open. I'm gonna. Uh, <laughs> Well, that's that's the way to do it. I'm a big fan of those amps, and if I weren't already mega amp heavy, I you know I've got and another amp on the way. You know, um, I I would I would seriously be looking at the one that that's in Mississippi here in Mississippi. But my problem is right now I'm really only interested in amp heads anymore because right. I you know space 
Right. Just have you got have you got your dream cab to run them into? I've got a bunch of cabs. So I've got I've got a two rock two by twelve open back. I have a uh, divided by thirteen open back two by twelve with blues in it. Um, I have a two by twelve divided by thirteen closed back with a G twelve H thirty and a vintage thirty in it. And I also have a Mesa boogie cab with a one by twelve that has a swappable closed back open back so i can take a panel off the back to make it either one and it has a black shadow c90 90 watt you know ceramic big big boy uh beefy speaker so i have like so much great and then so you if can i re- definitely just look at heads <laughs> oh yeah can definitely and then i've i've got three combos that i could also treat as a cabinet if i really wanted to so hmm. it, i've got lots of speakers too many i don't need more speakers i don't have a 15 though uh-huh. <laughs> That's what everyone needs. Yes. Especially we're actually, for guitar. We're uh, we're going to do some giveaways uh, later this year. I've, I've, I mentioned it to the listen, dear listener a couple of times, but we've we've got one of those foldable um, Snapdragon guitars, pink acoustics. Ooh. But I do have a mini stack of Zilla cabs in pink um, with basket weave um mesh which i think i'm going to do as a giveaway because i saw i I bought them a few years ago the idea was they were going to be in the background of like youtube videos or something like that so i bought them unloaded from zilla and then i just stopped doing youtube because i realized it's a horrible vapid place full of horrible vapid people but anyway and uh, (laughs) um so so i've just got these cabs and i'm like well i don't need them all the amps i have that i like are combos and all amps that i like are combos so i don't really have a need for these cabs and they obviously take up a lot of room so a pair of 212s in a in a mini stack format they they might be you know an option for i have an idea for you to do that giveaway though i will say off the air so you are not beholden to it if you hate the idea (laughs) excellent thank you for not (laughs) not beholding me to that Uh, (laughs) wonderful well um it is actually about all the time we have on this week's episode of guitar nerds dear lister Philip and I are going to go over to Patreon, patreon.com forward slash guitar nerds to record our Patreon special episode as we do every week. If you, dear listener, would like to get in touch with us, ask a question or for any reason at all, um, then please email us at info at guitarnerds.net. If you've got a brand or, you know, someone a little luthier around the corner from you, anything like that that you think we should be checking out, or if we're just ignoring a particular area of stuff that you would like to hear about more, please let us know. Use that email address, DM us on Instagram, message us on the Facebook group, all the ways that you can get in contact with us. Um, head over to Patreon, join us there, visit patreon.com forward slash guitarnerds for all the info on how to sign up and support, support our charming community. And also, obviously, listen to the 40 Watt podcast philip how can people check you out oh all the usuals at at 40 watt podcast all over the place your instagrams your twitter your your facebook your uh any podcast player anywhere you get podcasts uh, you can even listen over at um patreon.com slash 40 watt podcast that that might cost you money but um <laughs> you can you can find me on 40 watt as well so Wonderful. Well, thank you very much, dear listener. Thanks for listening. You've been lovely. We've been the Guitar Nerds. Farewell. Be good to yourselves.
listener, the end of another episode of Guitar Nerds, and it's time to thank those wonderful people who operate at the top tier of our Patreon-supporting network. Thank you very much, Scott Guitars, Suresh, Dorsonic Pickups, Chris Franklin, Anton Fryant, Barry Grisbeck, Steve Davis, Daniel Walker, Joren Brown, John Conaway, The Studio Rats, Russell Healing, Yogi the Guitarist, Ty Allen, Kyle Harris, Sean Hughes, Brian Hansen, Andy Hoffler, Eric Hemmer, Jeffrey Wax, Brian Einsler, Gavin Van Der Linden, Mark Hizau Kadawaki, Stuart Robson, Eric File, Peter Pesce, Andy Manley, Simon Milbourne, Joe Buttick, Blake Wyland, Phil Radomski, Dave Lee, Ross Edwards, Jason Wharton, James Dore, Jake Gray, Derek Rich, Scott Kennedy, Steve Merkel, Abe Matthews, Christopher Losef, Stephen Burke, Robin Smith, Kytopia the Band, J.D. Short, Andy McKenzie, Brad Page, Paul Corrigan, Rob Nordvik, Scott O'Brien, and Moog Gravit. 